It's the Saturday Coffee Clutch, and welcome back. Coffee Clutch with Heather Lofthouse, Executive Director of Inequality Media Civic Action, and my former student, where we examine the lows and lower points of the previous week. Heather, what in the world is going on? One week, I would just love it if one week we had an opportunity to just talk about a normal week. Oh, I would kill to just be at a loss for what to talk about. But the problem is that these, I mean, I, I thought after Trump, and certainly after you know, after Trump was held accountable. Right. Um, we and then would, after we, the midterms. And that's right. There would be certain, a certain degree of return to normalcy, but it God, seems like... And we would just be, you know, grasping for what to talk about. There'd be well, nothing in the Well, I think that news. would be great to grasp for what to talk about. But I, honestly, uh, you know, so Trump so Trump is, is, is actually indicted. And what he does, and this is not too hard, and it wasn't too hard to predict, is he uses it to rally his troops to make uh, at least, I mean, in the first two days, $5 million. And, you know, the grifter, the grifter in chief is yep. off and running. And the victim in chief. And then his, uh, his children, uh, you know, they're posting the daughter of the judge. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, the, the whole thing is, it reeks of, of it, it demeaning, disgraceful, but it's the same adjectives we've always been using about yeah. Trump. Uh, but but the interesting thing to, me, the thing to me is that DeSantis is now sinking. I mean, he's, 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 he's losing ground. Uh, after the indictment, Trump is actually becoming almost anointed as the Republican nominee in 2024. I know. Uh, everybody's afraid to criticize him. Everybody is lining up behind him. Uh, the base is rallying to him. Yep. You know, the 28% of Americans who are Republicans are getting more and more enthralled by Trump. Mm. Um, well, uh, you know, in a way that's, I suppose you could say that's good because everybody who's not a Republican, the vast majority, right. are turned off even more by his antics. Uh, but, uh, I, I, you know, it means that it's very likely at this particular point in time, anything can happen over the next 19 months. Right. But it looks like it's going to be Trump and Biden. Ugh. Again. I know. I can't believe it. I mean, I, well, it's just, it makes me crazy. <laughs> I was going to say, live in crazy. Which but, going. I mean, but so the 34 indictments, but can't we please just pray and there be Godspeed and we have some more indictments? Yes, they, I'm sure. For I, cases that are a little more solid. Well, Jack Smith at the Justice Department, the special prosecutor, is by all accounts, um, you know, getting closer and closer and subpoenaing um, and, uh, and the judges and the appeals courts are allowing him to subpoena the people he wants to. Uh, and that is proceeding on a path that looks like it could be faster now than it was. But as you get closer to the election, uh, these things become even more political. And of course, Trump will even use them to a greater extent. Uh, in terms of Georgia, right. uh, that's, that, that's also getting much closer, uh, the, um, the case against Trump. Uh, another New York case, well, they're just going to continue. They're just going to continue. He's going to use every one of them as he's used everything else uh, for making his point and his case that there is a deep state conspiracy against him. Mm. Even though this is, you know, the, the indictment, you don't get an indictment unless you got um, a grand jury. And a grand right. jury is normal people, right? Uh, you know, everyday people right. who are basically looking, make, at, facts. looking yeah. at facts. Right. I know. Ugh. Um, yeah. So what's going on? I don't want to change. I don't want to get off of Trump, obviously. It's so fascinating. <laughs> but what it would tell us what, what is going on this week in Tennessee? 
Okay, well, I mean, we know this, but let's do a recap. So two days ago, Thursday, um, two lawmakers were expelled, allegedly for violating chamber rules. They did a peaceful protest that related to the horrific latest shooting, the Covenant School shooting, which is, it's awful. When you start looking these things up, there's now a Wikipedia page for each of these shootings. Overnight, a school goes from nothing to a shooting experience Wikipedia page. So the Um, two legislators that were, that had demonstrated, there were three demonstrators. There were the Tennessee three. And Um, and they demonstrated they were- were Justin Jones- Justin Pearson and then Gloria Johnson. And they they were protesting. I mean, this the, your right to protest does is not taken away because you were a legislator. Right. Um, but uh, the two who were expelled were black. The Justins, yep. The two Justins. Yep. And the one legislator who was not expelled of the three, yep. guess what? Yeah. Race. White. Yeah. So I mean, do, it is. How do they justify this? Racism. It is systemic racism. I mean, well, we know this is Tennessee. It's where the KKK started. Yeah. And it is disgusting. I mean, did you? I was watching MSNBC. I mean, and I feel naive. And you mean naive? Privilege that, that, that I just I cannot believe this is happening. It's well, so atrocious. It's a throwback. It's 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 you know it's almost as if Donald Trump has opened the doors to Jim Crow and yeah. to going back to the 1920s. Yeah, now you just 19... tied it to Trump, which is interesting. Well, because I think there is a kind of a zeitgeist yeah. in which Trump is saying to Republicans, uh, look at uh, scorched earth, you know, yeah. do anything, whatever you want to do is perfectly fine because right. uh, Democrats are enemies. I mean, right. we are sworn enemies. Uh, and this opens the way to the most vicious forms of, I mean, how Tennessee cannot even justify right. what they're doing. The Tennessee Republicans uh, and Republicans across the country are- and let's be clear. It was, forgive my interruption, the vote was right along party lines. In I terms mean, of is, expelling. Yep. In terms of expelling. I mean, it is blatant. It is. And these, yeah, these gentlemen, I mean, basically it's about gun violence and protecting children. And they had parents there, parents from the school, some who kids had died, some who had not. They talk. It was so good to hear them speak about it all. And so much is about power and the NRA and who has the power and what are we actually doing for the people? So it's it's blatant racism. But then it's also so anti-democracy to expel people who have been voted in by people to represent them. And now the people you wanted to represent you, we no longer have here. And this is about 100,000 people in Tennessee no longer are represented Mm -hmm. in the Tennessee House. Mm -hmm. Uh, But these are the same Republican legislators. And in fact, you look across the country and they are attacking transgender kids and they are opening the way for uh, young people to work uh, terrible hours. I mean, they're they're bringing back child labor. Uh, They are allowing uh, guns to be carried on university campuses, and yep. they're saying teachers need to be armed. I mean, this what th- this is a Republican Party like nothing I have ever seen before. I mean, you know, you you mentioned Tennessee in the 1920s. I remember, the, I remember, I don't remember literally, but the Scopes Monkey Trial. Tennessee yes. was a joke. Uh, right. Well, uh, that was a lot, about evolution. Right? A lot of these Republican uh, Republican legislatures are now becoming. Uh, they're not jokes because they're real. And it's just that, that we are back to uh, a kind of earlier time in America. But and, also it's this digital age, so it can be weaponized in a nanosecond. Yeah. That's what I find so terrifying, in addition to the fact that it's terrifying. It's that it moves so quickly. 
Oh, and it captures. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, and I don't want, I mean, I, we don't want to falsely say, are there positive things to come out of this? But I mean, I did see a couple people on Twitter saying, I really think people will pay attention to gun violence and gun laws in a different way after this. So we can hope that this dramatic happening that is disgusting might lead to positive change. Well, That's I, the only way I can. You know, I, I, I go back and forth in terms of uh, thinking that there will be anything done on gun violence. I mean, the, uh, you know, in 19, I am old enough to remember I was there in the Clinton administration right. when we passed that assault ban. And, uh, you know, Bill Clinton got, uh, he just, the Republicans not only used it against him in the midterm elections of 1996, uh, but uh, uh, in 1994, but also uh, the Republicans have, have used guns uh, in exactly the same way they've weaponized literally weaponized everything else. Right. And uh, it is obviously not a Second Amendment issue. I mean, it's not a constitutional issue. Right. There's no constitutional right to have nuclear arms right. or, or bazooka, you know, right. or, I mean, it's just, it's it's absurd the extent to which we are allowing this to happen and exposing children to all of That's this. It. Now, did you see, of course, that DeSantis snuck through some legislation this week too, rolling back anything to stop people from having guns, basically? Well, I mean, these are this is what the Republicans are running on in 2024. It's guns, <clears throat> it's violence uh, in terms of uh, law and order. I mean, it's, it's an ironic right, combination. Right. Uh, and they are also, at the same time, going after uh, all of these, what they call perversions. I right. mean, they want, you know, they don't, well, they con- they even contraception uh, they are, I mean, they're going after. I mean, this is, this does not reflect America. Uh, it is. This is a small, tiny sliver of America. Um, Which brings us to Wisconsin, if I may. Yes, I'm glad you brought Manly, us to Wisconsin. I mean, because that reminds me of Dobbs, which reminds me of Wisconsin. Which well, uh, me I mean, good news. We got finally some good news. Yeah, can we? Uh, because we had in Wisconsin a vote that a lot of people were surprised by. The Wisconsin Supreme Court was... Uh, was basically four to three in terms of uh, before it was a you know conservatives versus liberals four to three uh, couldn't do anything about uh, gerrymandering couldn't do anything about abortion but now you have uh, now I'm going to try to pronounce her okay. name you try um, I'm going to try your back if I don't if I even know it Janet Prudisewitz is that right I think that's what I would have hated. <laughs> That's you what would've, I was about you to say. With, I was about to say. Why can't that? she just have a simple name? No, Janet Pr- Protasewicz. Yeah, um, so she's there on the Supreme Court. The most expensive election uh, for a Supreme Court, for a state Supreme Court oh, in right. history. It's a little odd, uh, if you don't mind my saying so, having an election for a judge. I mean, judge, you know, there are not that many states that have elections for judges. There was This was considered at the turn of the last century a progressive step, uh, mm. but it's obviously ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, she did get in. That's the good news. And she got in because I think people are just so angry about abortion restrictions, about what the Supreme Court did, what Republicans are doing, uh, and also... Uh, you know the the the, the redistricting the yes. the entrenchment of using uh, sort of power uh, to 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 entrench yourself and get power and stay in power, and this is what uh, she is against. Yeah, 
And then also mayor of Chicago, new one. That was a good win. That was a surprise. Brandon Johnson. That was a surprise because, you know, Chicago, all of the coverage in Chicago leading up to the mayor election was law and order, law and order. Everybody's freaking out about murders in Chicago. And here comes a candidate uh, who is saying, yes, law and order is very important, but I'm going to do this differently. It's not just going to be more police and more, more uh, sort of force on the street. Uh, it's going to be uh, social workers, and we're going to do work in the schools, and we're going to. It's holistic approach. Well, it sounds, you know, what the Republicans accuse Democrats of, and have been doing this since before Richard Nixon, soft on crime. Mm-hmm. It sounds soft on crime, uh, but um, Johnson was elected. I know. What does that mean? Well, I don't, it's so interesting to watch the mainstream media and people continue to say tough on crime works. I mean, it's like, it's wild. Well, it doesn't work, obviously. Well, I know, but they're still claiming it does. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's a huge win. It's so exciting. It is a huge win, but it's also, this is seed time for 2024 in terms of Democrats trying to understand what the public really wants, what messages get through, uh, what, how do you frame issues? Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, and the Republicans too, Republicans are uh, framing everything in, in a way that is contrary to where most people are, including independence. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you've heard me kind of go off on independence. Yep. Uh, 40% of Americans consider themselves not Republicans or Democrats, but independents. Mm-hmm. Only 28% say that they are Republicans. Only 27% or 29%, depending upon the survey, say they're Democrats. So the independents really do carry the weight of these kinds of elections, particularly in places that are swing states. Uh, This is something that I think the Democratic Party and progressives need to pay much, much more attention to. Please. Yes. Okay. We've got to. Messaging. I mean, messaging. And and what do you do about, you know, uh, for example, the Supreme Court? Hello? Hello. You mean Wisconsin's or Clarence's? <laughs> Clarence Thomas's. You know, Clarence Thomas and I were in law school together. Yes. And, I didn't uh, know that, but tell, give us a, well, I mean, give us I, a gem. I, he would, Don't harken back. No, no, no. I, I, can, I can see it. I mean, like <gasps> literally yesterday, because I, we were in the same literal classes together. And uh, he sat in the back row. And he had a, a skull cap kind of pulled down and he looked angry. I mean, really angry. And I, in my kind of naivete, would walk into the classroom every day and I'd say, first person I'd come up with with a big smile, I'd say, hey, Clarence. Yes. <laughs> and he just, he looked at me and every day I did it, he got angrier. I mean, I, I really thought he was going to swing at me. <laughs> But he did. But but then you know it was the Socratic method, which right. meant that the professors in front of the room uh, would call on people uh, who had their hand up, and um, and of course the first person to have her hand up was Hillary Rodham. Yes, uh, and uh, she would have perfect answers, perfect answers. I had my hand up about half the time. Um, my answers were not perfect, um, but Clarence Thomas never said a word mm. in that classroom. Never. No, he was processing. He wasn't doodling, right? I don't know what he was doing. I think, I mean, he was, he, I have no idea what he was doing. Mm. Uh, and then Bill Clinton was in, in the class too, but he was never there. So you had, the best. you had uh, sort of the emergence of the four. Look at that cohort. Well, it was, um, it was but interesting. So, I mean, people are talking about impeachment because- Of Clarence Thomas. Yes, there well, are all these 
claims coming out and photos of him on mega super super duper yachts. And this has been going on for years. That's it. I mean, why, why you know, he never, this is, he broke the law. Mm-hmm. This is not just an ethics violation. I mean, ethics violations because there is no ethics, code of ethics for the Supreme Court. You can't say it's an ethics violation by, by definition, but it d- does violate uh, the law in terms of disclosure. That's it. He was of supposed a to gift. He was supposed to disclose gifts. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what your definition of a gift is. When you're going on ocean cruises as a gift, when you're jets. going on private jets as a gift, when you're taking all kinds of wonderful uh, travel. Yeah. I mean, that the, the, he did not disclose any of this. I know. And um, well, I I I think he's got to be censured. Uh, my own view would be he, he needs to be impeached. Yeah. And also, I mean, I don't, I'm not in the law, don't have a JD like you do, but there's a history of issues and ethics violations around this person. This yes, is not, well, of course. It's not surprising, well, you right? have uh, Well, you have conflicts of interest. I mean, when you have a justice whose wife, for example, or spouse uh, has very strong political views and is very much out there. About and Ginny insurrections, Thomas, And Ginny Thomas was communicating with Mark Meadows in the White House, really on the eve of the insurrection of January 6th. Yeah. And uh, what, mm. I mean, Clarence, is, is, is he is weighing in on these cases around January well, 6th? Well, he couldn't that one time because he was on the yacht. Oh, that's true. Right, so he, saw, so he, he has apologizes the confl- for the He has the, the conflict delay. of interest on the yacht. That's right. a, that, the conflict, the uh, yacht interest. Conflict yacht. <laughs> the yacht interest. Uh, I mean, really, this is, it, uh, it, it, it degrades, it defames. Oh, so it ugly. is It is ugly. This is all, you know, if there is a theme today, it is about the degradation of democracy mm-hmm. in everywhere you look except Wisconsin and Chicago. Right. And even there. And even we'll there. We'll see what happens in Wisconsin. Yeah, we will see. Right? In terms of. Um, the, can I say one other thing that's less depressing? Yes, please. Um, your class. Yes. Yesterday. yesterday on we, Substack. We started it. That's um, exciting. Well, you know something, Heather, I really, first of all, thank you for, oh, you were the inspiration and you made it happen. Uh, but I also think it's, it's, it's important. These issues, wealth and poverty, why we are seeing widening inequality in places like the United States, uh, more you know, wider inequality of income and wealth than anywhere else among all advanced nations. Uh, and why is it happening? Uh, and and what can you? How do you understand politics through uh, this uh, this extraordinary growth of inequality? Uh, how can you make can you maintain democracy when you have inequality right. uh, to this extent? You know, Louis Brandeis, the great justice, uh, said America has a choice: you can either have great wealth in the hands of a few people, or you can have a democracy. But we can't have both, mm-hmm. and that's really what the course is about. And I'm thrilled that I, uh, other people can see it; they can get out. You know, I what I do is I am. An educator. I love teaching, and this is a great opportunity. So That's thank seven. you, Heather Lofthouse. Well, it was my pleasure, but thank Ken you, Substack-ers, for showing an interest and showing up. We're excited. Yes, People I am. I am. I'm, I'm thrilled. Clicking on it every Friday going forward. Thirteen more Fridays after this one. Fourteen Friday, total. Fourteen total. And it gets and it gets better and better. Oh, the the one on taxes you, is my you know, favorite. The tax, the tax it is a good one. one. No, I it's like the best the tax, one of the. It's, I love the it's tax one of my class. favorites. All right, okay, Heather, you have a a good week. Everybody out there on Substack, you have, you have a good week. Wonderful week, and uh, don't you know? There are going to be weeks like this 
where you you know your faith in democracy may be uh, slightly tested, uh, but uh, that just means we have to fight harder, and we will. That's the end, at least for now. Good luck to everybody. Be safe out there. Have a good week.